Welcome to the Word of Life podcast, the sermon audio from Word of Life Church in Lesseur, Minnesota. Thank you for listening, and may you be blessed by this word of grace for you today. I am, I am holding on to every last drop of summer. I am wearing my most summery celebratory shirt today. I have every intention of spending a lot of time in the sun, and uh, I'm, I'm going uh, to be doing some, some smoking on the deck. I'm going to be smoking uh, some burnt ends. You know, it won't actually be burnt, I don't think, but, you know, uh, looking forward to doing that. And, and I, th- I think just at this time of year, um, as it is the unofficial end of summer, um, I am just going to soak it all in and hold on to it as long as I possibly can. And I know that, uh, I know that there are teachers who are, are, are getting ready, uh, you know, to go back to school and everything else. Me, I'm holding on to summer. And I can also confess to you that I am tired. <laughs> and so my hope and my prayer is for this holiday weekend that we get uh, some sun, that we get to hang on and have a good holiday and, and get some rest as well as we go into kind of this next phase. Um, I can't remember, I just can't, I can't remember, I, lo- I did a little research, I can't remember if I told you the story, but as we, uh, as we enter into, you know, God's Word uh, and, and take a look at, at, at what are we looking for, and we wrap up this uh, series of, you know, what are you looking for, um, <clears throat> I, I'll also confess to you, not only am I tired, but I'm kind of grumpy. I'm not happy. I mean, you know, like next week is supposed to be our kickoff Sunday where we have like inflatables and ice cream and, you know, and Sunday, Sunday, and I, you know, and we're kicking, you know, getting ready to, and there's just so much uncertainty and things like that, that I'm kind of, that I'm really kind of bummed. So I've got my, I've got my like summer t-shirt, my summer shirt on. I'm just trying to be encouraged and saying, hey, Lord, what do you have to say for us? And as I was thinking about it, I was thinking about this story of, of a few years ago. It was about this time of year, and I was tired, and I was grumpy, and I didn't want to talk to anybody. Now, that's an unusual thing, if you know me. I do a lot of talking. I love talking to people. And so when I'm tired, grumpy, and I don't want to talk to anybody, hello, watch out. So it was a few years ago, I was, I was tired, grumpy, didn't want to talk to anybody, and, and so I'm like, okay, I'm going to go get ready for hunting season, I'm going to do a little scouting out, look for a place to put my tree stand, uh, and so I get in my truck, I got some stuff ready, and, and, and you know, I go to the, some public land, because I lived in town, and there was no deer hunting in my, in my yard, <laughs> squirrel hunting maybe, but no deer hunting, uh, and uh, you know, get in my truck, drive down to the public land, stop by the first parking lot, Full of trucks. No, I don't want to be there. Go to the next parking lot. A whole bunch of trucks. And I'm like, no, I don't want to go there. I go to the third parking lot in that area, and I only see one other truck. So I stop, and I take a look before I pull in. Because the truth is, I don't want to talk to anybody. 
looks like the coast is clear, just the one truck, pull my truck in, park it, get out, start putting all my stuff together, put my uh, tree stand on my back, you know, because it's got little backpack straps, and all of a sudden, behind the other truck, a head pops up. Oh, hey! Oh, what are you doing here? Uh, getting ready to put my tree stand out. Oh, that's what I'm doing. We're doing the same thing. Oh, I'm like, great. Somebody to talk to. And he stops in whatever in the middle of whatever he was doing behind his truck because I didn't even see him before. And he comes on over and he introduces himself. And he's like, hey, my name is. And I'm like, oh, hey, good, good to meet you. Yeah, you know, still trying not talk to anybody, but he just keeps pushing. Hey, I work over at, you know, so-and-so, you know, it's an aluminum plant that where another one of my buddies worked. And I'm like, oh yeah, you know, my, you know, my friend Jay. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I know Jay. And he's like, what do you do? What do you, how do you know Jay? Oh man. I'm a, I'm a pastor over at Mass Road Church. Oh, you're a pastor. You wouldn't like me. I said, why not? He's like, because I'm a sinner. And I'm like, well, good news for you, so am I. And he's like, no, 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 no. You're not a sinner like I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. And I knew right at that moment that there is no way that I was going to be able to not talk to anybody that day. And so we hiked in together, and he spent the next 30 minutes telling me about what a big sinner he is and how much I wouldn't like him. And I spent those 30 minutes listening and reminding him that God loves sinners just like him. Every time he took a breath, it seemed like I was inserting God's message of love and forgiveness for him. And we got to the end of, of the trail where it's going to fork off, and he's going to go over that way, and I'm going to go over this way, and hopefully we're not trying to put an arrow in the same deer. Um, and, and, and as we got to the fork in the road, and he's just about to leave... He said, I just don't know. I just don't know if Jesus could love me, could forgive me. I'm just too much of a sinner. I looked for him week after week during hunting season, never bumped into him again. I continue to pray for him because he feels so unlovable. He comes before the cross and he sees who Jesus is in all of his holiness, and he can't help but he can't but help but see that he's a sinner. And as we walked and hiked, I really believe he was confessing his sin. He just had so much trouble believing that Jesus would love him, and I still pray for him today. In an, in an environment where there's so much going on, we need to be continually reminded 
that there is hope. And that that hope is found in Jesus Christ. And hope is found in Jesus Christ. If you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to Acts chapter 1. Verse 6. And we're talking about the ascension of Jesus Christ. And, um, and so uh, Jesus takes his, um, his followers on one last hike up, to the, up, uh, up on a mount. And it says a little later in, in Acts. As a matter of fact, I, 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 for anybody who's here for the first service, I said something you know, wrong, actually. So I'm going to apologize for that. Uh, they went for a hike up to the Mount of Olives. You know, and it says it you know, right in there. And, I, and I, I didn't say that correctly last time. So I can own it. I make mistakes. Uh, all the time, just ask some people who hang out with me. Um, and, and so he takes uh, his followers. We don't know how many. It's probably a group of around 72 or something like that. We're not totally sure. Um, and, and so they're hiking up the, this mountain. They go up to the Mount of Olives, and um, they're going on one last hike with Jesus. And this is what happens, Acts 1, 6, reading in Jesus' name because it's God's word, not mine. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, it's not for you to know times or seasons the Father is fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and even to the end of the earth. And when he had said these things, uh, as they were looking on, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, Two men stood by them in white robes. Not sure why Luke doesn't like to use the word angels, but he doesn't. Okay, but they are. Um, two men stood behind them in, uh, by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the, ex in the same way you saw him go into heaven. Here ends the reading of God's word. So... They go up for this hike, um, and, and they get up to, to, the, to the mountain, and, and they've got you know, some last time with Jesus, and, and the disciples all ask, okay, Jesus, is now the time? Is now the time that you're going to restore the, the, the kingdom of heaven you know, or the kingdom to Israel? Are, are, is now the time that you're going to kick out Rome? Is now the time that you're going to like come down and be like, yo, I'm in charge. I rule. And... And they're just still confused. Jesus has been telling them all along that he was going to, you know, go away and that he was going to go someplace that they couldn't follow, but, you know, the, later that he, you know, that they would be able to join him. And he's, he's been talking about his ascension into heaven for a long time, and they still don't get it. They, he's been talking about the, you know, that his kingdom is a spiritual kingdom, and they still don't get that. And he's talking about that the reason why he came was not to, like, you know, kick out Rome, but was was to be the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. They're still confused. And so Jesus, and, and, and the confusion is still there today. I cannot tell you how many questions I am getting recently about whether or not this is the end times. And if Jesus is going to be coming back, you know, you know, and, you know, and, and I, I, tell, I tell everybody the exact same answer. I don't know! And they look at me like, Pastor, you're supposed to know. That's like your job. And I say, well, let's look at the scriptures. <laughs> and they say, okay. And I said, he said to them, it's not for you to know times or seasons that the Father is fixed by his own authority. 
Sounds like to me that is a way above my pay grade. The Father knows. The Father has set the time in which he's, uh, in which he's coming back. And so even though there is an, an atmosphere of fear and anxiety about not knowing what's going on, and could this be the end? Could it be the end? I don't know. It could be. Could Jesus be coming back soon? He very well could be coming back soon. You know, I just, I don't know the date or the time. You don't know the date or the time. And if someone tries to tell you when this is going to happen, go to the scriptures and say, the Father has appointed the time. Not your job. Not my job. Father's job. It calls us to be ready for his return. And our preparation for readiness, for being ready for the return of Christ, is by grace through faith. It's believing in who Christ is and what he's done for us, and that is the preparation, the readiness that the Lord is calling us to. And so he continues on to say, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And so the truth is that in an environment when we are feeling like so many things are out of our control, I want you to know that you have power. Holy Spirit power. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, the Lord is not giving you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and self-control. That's what the Holy Spirit is giving you. Power. Not your own power. Not like, oh, like me being kind of tired right now. But Holy Spirit power that gives you the, the power from the Lord to, to go through these times. Gives you love. That even as you encounter people who are not loving you for whatever way or in, in whatever circumstance in which you're not feeling loved, the Holy Spirit gives you love God's love towards others, which is perfect love and self-control. So even when you feel like losing your mind, the Holy Spirit is giving you power, love, and self-control. So in a time of uncertainty, in times when things feel outside of your control, this is what the Lord has given you. gets better because the Lord also not only gives you the Holy Spirit but he also gives you a mission and you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and even to the end of the earth and that's how we are believing Jesus Christ today he gives us a mission to not, not just talk to people that, who are like us. I mean, if you were, if you were there on that mountain that day and, you, and Jesus is telling you, hey, uh, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and you could be like, ah, Jerusalem, got it. We can go back into town. It's about, it says it's a Sabbath day walk, you know, um, back into Jerusalem. All right, nice little walk today. We can go back into Jerusalem and be witnesses to Jesus Christ. All right, that sounds good. We got some people to talk to. And in all of Judea, yes, Judea, those are our people, God's people, people like us, yes. We can totally talk to all of Judea, no problem. We'll spend a little, you know, time developing a plan and then, you know, like, you know, and, and then maybe schedule it later on that we'll go out into Judea to talk to our people. They should know about Jesus as the Messiah, that he has come and that he is the Savior. Good idea. 
and in Jerusalem. Whoa, Jesus. Do you know about this Samaritan type thing? Those people are different. Not a good different. Like different. They believe some different stuff. Not sure we should. Yep. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria. Yes, the place where they wouldn't even let Jesus stay for the night in town. That's the place. They get to hear about Jesus too. And even to the end of the world, wow, like Romans and like barbarians and like Gentiles, they get to hear about the message of salvation through Jesus Christ? Yes. When Jesus sends them on a mission, he is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Everybody gets to hear what Jesus has done. That's the mission that God's sending us on. That's the mission that God was sending them on, and that's the mission that God's sending us on. And when he says these things, he's taken up into heaven. And I think, holy, how cool would that be? Holy. Just like the, his holy is just like going up, and they're standing up. One minute you're off for a nice hike with Jesus, which would be awesome. I mean, I love hiking, but hiking with Jesus, that sounds better. And the next minute, he's talking, and then all of a sudden, he's just going up into heaven on a cloud, still going, still watching, still going. Then out of nowhere, this has got to be scary, right? Like two angels appear standing with him. What are you looking at? And I love the faith of angels because the faith of angels is expressed in this statement. They say, men of Galilee, why, why are you standing there looking into heaven? That's great. Why are you just standing here looking? Just standing, looking. This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. And that's the promise. I love hearing that. Angels just coming up like, what are you doing? Why are you just standing here looking? He gave you a promise. He gave you a mission. Go! But the promise that he's going to come back, that's what gives us hope. Our hope doesn't come from, man, I hope tomorrow's a good day. Or, man, I hope next week goes okay. No. Our hope is in Jesus Christ and who he is and what he's done for us. Our hope is in Christ, that he died for us on the cross as the Lamb of God who takes away all of our sins that's our hope. Our hope is in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That as the tomb could not hold him as he was raised to new life, and he promises to give us resurrected bodies like his. That's our hope. Our hope is in the ascension of Christ. That at, just as Jesus ascended into heaven, he's going to come back. He promises to come back. That this isn't all there is. That even if our hope tomorrow is better or hope next week goes over, 
okay is nothing in comparison to the hope that we have in Christ that one day he's going to come back and take all of us who believe in him to go be with him for all of eternity in heaven. And yes, heaven is for real. That's our hope. He is our hope. No matter what happens tomorrow or next week, no matter what's happening inside of your heads, inside of your hearts, no matter if you're like my friend who walked into the woods and, and you just you think that God would never love you because you're such a sinner, no matter what, Jesus is our hope. And there are still so many people who don't yet know that. There's still so many people who haven't heard it. There are still so many people who don't believe that God loves them, even though they know that they're a sinner. And that he's coming back for them too. And so we have the same mission. Same mission that Jesus gave to them Jesus gives to us to be his witnesses. We have the same hope that Jesus is coming back. I don't know when, but he is coming back for each and every one who believes in him. Let's pray. Lord God and Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you and praise you for who you are and what you've done for us. You are our hope. And no matter what is happening around us, no matter what is happening within us, you give hope. We believe you, Lord, that you are the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, that you take the sins away the sins of me, that you've promised, you are faithful to keep your promises, that for everyone who confesses their sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You are our hope that one day you will come back for us and take us to heaven to be with you for all of eternity. And we can't wait for that, Lord. And yet we ask you, humbly, Lord, I ask you, Will you wait, hold off just a little while longer? There are still so many who don't yet know you. There are still so many people who do not yet believe that they are loved and forgiven, that they don't yet know your son, Jesus Christ. And so we ask you humbly, Lord God, to please hold off a little bit longer and please give us opportunities to share your message of salvation with those who need to hear it, whether they're right next door or whether they're in our general area and, and similar to us or whether they are from a long ways away and have a faith different from us. Your good news of salvation is for everyone. No matter who they are, no matter what they look like, no matter what they believe, your message of salvation, your message of hope is for everyone. Lord God, give us eyes to see you and what you've done for us and our neighbors and their need for salvation. Lord God, give us ears to hear. 
to hear your word and your message of hope, to hear our neighbors. Give us hearts that believe and understand, that believe what you have shared with us through the power of the faith that you give us. And a message of hope. Lord, help us to believe this message of hope that you are coming back for us. It's in your name we pray, Lord Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Just stand with me. Receive this benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen? Go in peace and have hope.